Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Pastor James Biddle and Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. Remember, we are blessed to be a blessing. Let's jump in. Lord, thank you for your word. It is living and active according to Hebrews 4. It is quick and powerful, and it goes into our hearts and our minds, and it divides our soul and spirit. And I just thank you, uh, Hebrews thirteen seven. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you spoke these words thousands of years ago, but they're relevant and applicable today. Let us hear your word, and another will not follow. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We all go through seasons, and seasons change, and, and on the outward we Think about seasons as maybe childhood season and then adolescent season. How many of you never grew out of your childhood season? Anybody in the house? Then we get on into college and career and we're, what do we want to be when we grow up? I'm still trying to decide what I want to be and do when I grow up. And, and we go through these seasons and sometimes we're looking at marriage and sometimes we have kids and then we get on in and there's the empty nest season where all your whole married life, you had children, now the kids are gone and, and you have to reintroduce yourself to your spouse and re-meet your spouse spouse and 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 then you go on into retirement and there's all these different seasons of life ups and downs and there's busy seasons. How many of you have ever been in a busy season? Chad, have you ever been in a busy season? There are stressful seasons. How many of you have ever been in a stressful season? So we all go through seasons and seasons change. But what I'm going to lay out for you this morning is not so much the external seasons or timely seasons. Like some of you are students right now. You're studying. That's a season that you're in. We're going to really look at the spiritual season of our life and what God is calling us to. And I'm just going to lay out for you from the very beginning. I believe you can have a seasonal walk with the Lord that never changes. I believe you can enter a new season. That's the word I kept hearing in my heart. You can be led, as we heard last week, into a new season of intimacy and love and fellowship with our Heavenly Father, and it does not have to change like the weather. It does not have to change like the seasons. We can enter a perpetual season of love and fellowship with our Father, and it's it's just a really powerful thing that I believe the Lord can give us today. You know, God is always speaking. Now, we're not always listening, that's what we heard last week. The, the transmitter is always sending the signal. But how many know sometimes we have to be still? How many know that's hard for your pastor? I have to make myself sit still and be quiet. Hey, you know, that's hard. That's a chore for your pastor. You know, the best time that God speaks to me is in the shower. Because it's just me, captive audience, can't really talk to myself, so I'm quiet, so the Lord talks to me. It's just, it's, we have this thing. So I write, so I get out, I'll get out of the shower and drop and write this great message and get back in and finish and, and all that kind of stuff. Because I'm quiet and I'm still. And so to hear the Lord, God is always speaking, but we are not always listening because we're busy. We have things to do. We have places to be. We, we're in such a hurry, we miss God trying to speak to us. This is a neat story that just happened this week. I was rear-ended, and uh, so for and for two weeks, I've, my car has been smashed three times in two weeks. It's terrible. So I'm getting a new car next week because I'm driving around like a smashed can, like a like a Coke can that's been smashed. So I'm at a red light, Miss Mary, at the West Hills Mall, and I'm minding my business at a red light, and then somebody slams into me, and I thought, 
oh, he just hit me. I can't believe it. Of course, I got out. My car is already smashed. So I was like, ah, no, no, no much, you know, real damage done. And the guy was just panicking, freaking out. He was in a tizzy. And I said, were you on the phone? And he was. Stay off the phone, people, when you drive. And uh, I went into dad mode because he was a young guy. I said, stay off the phone. And uh, come here, let me give you a whooping right now. You know, I was so annoyed because I was in a hurry. I was so annoyed because I thought, man, I'm going to have to take an hour out of my day and do the insurance thing, the police thing and all that. I looked at my car. It was no worse than it already was, uh, smashed as it is. And then I looked at his car, and it wasn't too bad. And he was from Nashville. He was a brand-new student at the University of Tennessee. And all of a sudden, in my hurriness and in my frustration, the Lord gripped my heart. And he said, invite this young man to go to Chi Alpha. Chi Alpha is our college ministry we support on Thursdays. Uh, Brooke and Tyler and Ellie are just doing a great job. Can we encourage the Chi Alpha folks? Man, we love these guys. It's a college ministry on UT campus. And, and I said, where are you from? He said, Nashville. I go to UT. And I said, how long you been here? He said, man, I just got here, just moved in. And he didn't want to call his parents, tell me he'd had a wreck and all that. And I said, well, I, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, in my business and frustration, the Lord gripped my heart, said, invite this young man to Chi Alpha. I said, I'm going to make you a deal. I said, it's your lucky day. I said, I don't have time to deal with the police today. I don't have time to deal with uh, insurance and all that stuff. So if you write this information down, and if you go to this college campus ministry, I said, where do you go to church? He said, I don't, I don't go to church anywhere. I said, well, if you write this down, and if you go to this college campus ministry, then I will forgive you of this accident. We will not call the police. I mean, only your pastor would think like this. <laughs> and, and so long, long story short, uh, a Friday morning, Tyler sent me a message. He said, look who came. He had his arm around the dude. The guy came to Chi Alpha. Come on, can we give God thanks? He had a collision with God. And he kept his end of the bargain. And I prayed when I left. I said, Lord, I said, what did I just do? That was crazy. But I prayed, Holy Spirit, just convict him and lead him and get him into their presence and let him connect with them. And, and, and even in my frustration and in my busyness and in my annoyance, can we be honest? I was very annoyed. God redeemed that situation. I had the unction about me to listen. I've walked with the Lord enough to know when he taps on my heart to just listen for a minute. So we're going to talk about changing seasons. We're going to talk about walking with the Lord because God is always, always speaking, and we, we, can, we can listen to the Lord. I know life is tough. I know life gets weary. And it's not so much a physical weariness. We live in such a day and a culture where we have mental weariness, mental fatigue. You know what's worse than natural fatigue? You can rest and recover from natural fatigue. Mental weariness will weigh on you. Whether it's about the future, it's your, your family, your job, whether it's your, we're, everything around us surrounds us with doubt and what ifs. And maybe we said, I have done everything I know to do and it's still not working. And the, the fatigue of our future and our family, the mental weariness, this message today and next week will help you get through that season of mental weariness to where you are focused on God's goodness. It's all through my notes today, the goodness of God and where we can be like a tree planted by streams of water. Psalm chapter 1. Let's look at our text. Now, can I, can I kind of geek out on you today? Is that okay? 
You're like, what's different than every other day? <laughs> I heard TC thinking that. Can I nerd out on you just a little bit? And we're going we're gonna to read our scriptures, and then we're also going to kind of look at some words. We're going to do a few word studies this morning. Not to be technical, but man, they paint such a living picture in God's Word. Psalm chapter 1. It says, we'll just read the verse here. How blessed is the man or woman. This is man means humanity. How blessed is the, the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers or the scornful. We'll go back. Bethany, we're just going to track through these one at a time. So the Bible here says, how blessed. And I think we have that word that you'll see on the screen. And most people translate this word blessed as happy and fortunate. And that's not a terrible meaning, but Samantha, that's a very incomplete meaning. The root word in the Hebrew language for the word blessed actually expands to mean one who is led or guided down a path and this is a straight path. This is a right path. This is a path of significance, firmness, and strength. Therefore, when you are led down the right path, a significant path, a firm path, a path of strength, you are happy and blessed and fortunate. So the Bible says, blessed is the man who does not walk. Now, anytime we see the word walk in Scripture, that refers to our lifestyle. This is not a one-time deal. This is not a one-off thing. This is a lifestyle of following after God, not following after the ways of the world. This is a pattern or a behavior or a lifestyle. Blessed is the one who continually makes a lifestyle of going down the right, firm, straight, significant path. And it talks about here avoiding the counsel of the wicked. How many of you know, just on the surface, it appears that the psalmist is giving us a list of do's and don'ts. Don't talk to these people. Don't ask these people for advice. Don't stand in this position. Don't stand here. Don't sit there. I mean, he's not talking about if you're at Kroger and there's an Alabama fan next to you in line. You start yelling, I can't stand beside this sinner. I can't stand beside this sinner. Come on. All the, I made all the Alabama fans mad. Made all the Tennessee fans happy. It's not talking about that. There's more of a mental ascent here. I want you to see this here. This is who do you let speak into your life on a regular basis? I have such a heart for our college students because they are just inundated with worldly wisdom. Even our high school students, even our middle school students, they are inundated with not the wisdom of God, but the wisdom of the world. Now, this is interesting to me. Again, we're going to geek out here just a minute on the word wicked. And the word wicked doesn't just mean evildoer. It means guilty. It means Guilty. So let's make sure, obviously, we're getting our wisdom from God. Can I have an amen? Let's make sure that we're getting our counsel, not from the ungodly. We understand that. That's very surfacy. What else is the psalmist trying to say? There is a mental place where you can go, where you let things of the world and, 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 and things that are not godly, you let them influence you, and they, they rob you of your peace, they rob you of your joy, they rob you of your strength. Are you tracking with me this morning? So this phrase could, could read like this. Go to the next way that you could actually translate this verse. I want you to see this. You could actually read this verse this way. The person on the right path of firmness, significance, and strength. How many of you in your life and in your family and in your mind want to be on the path, the lifestyle of firmness, significance, and strength? How many of you would like that to be said of you? Man, they're a strong person. They're a firm person. Man, they're a person of significance. The person on the right path, 
is not habitually having their mindset influenced by the guilty or the influence of the guilty. What is the guilty? Sometimes in our mind, we do not receive from God because of our sin. Well, I've not prayed enough. Therefore, God must not be going to work in my life today. Or I sinned last week, I sinned last night, and so I can't lift my hands in worship today because I have a sin consciousness. The biggest problem that Christians face today, I believe, is what we call, what, what some writers call, an unrighteousness consciousness. Meaning you are keenly and mentally aware of your unrighteousness and your unworth, and therefore you do not receive based on the righteousness of God. See, Meshach is the righteousness of God. What does that mean? Righteousness means the right to stand with a holy God. So sometimes because we have a good heart, and we love God, when we're not performing at high enough level, we allow our minds to shift and be influenced by the guilty. It's not necessarily a wicked person influencing us, but we have a guilty mindset. Because I've not done enough, I've not prayed enough, I've not studied enough. And it affects every area of our life. We have an, a sin consciousness instead of a righteousness consciousness. Here's what I mean. Everything holy and lovely and pure and righteous in Jesus, I mean, you agree Jesus was holy and righteous and pure, was transferred to me at the new creation, at the new birth, and everything unholy and unrighteous and filthy in me was transferred to him on the cross. It's the principle of substitution. He took my place. So now I don't approach God as one who is guilty. I approach God as one who is innocent. Yes, I was guilty, but now because of the blood of Jesus, I am innocent. So I want you to notice this here. This message this morning is not about who you're hanging out with, who you're letting speak in your life. Those things are important. This is about letting you talk yourself into or out of God's promises for our life. Look at your neighbor and say, like a tree, I shall be. So look at Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. So we're not going to let the wicked or the guilty, the unrighteousness influence our mind. We're going to continue to walk and beat a path around as I'm going to show you the things of God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And I love that word delight. It really means just a love and a desire. I mean, you know, we, we, we need to delight in the law of God. The law of God is not just talking about the, the Old Testament or the Old Covenant or the Ten Commandments. The law of God, write this down if you're taking notes, is the instructions of God. It's God's order. It's divine culture. That's a phrase the Lord put in my heart through this study. The law of God represents divine culture. It's God's instructions. This morning, Pastor Michael, I thought about people who should be in these seats, but who are not in these seats, and my heart went out to them. I have a few examples of folks that God sent here. And for whatever reason, as we're going to look next week a little deeper, but they, they, they're not here now. They're not under the teaching. They're not in community. And some of them are in danger of hellfire, and I don't say that lightly. But Satan has, has crept in, and Satan has pulled them out. And now they are not delighting in the law of God. They are not meditating day and night. And, and frankly, they're in a very, very dangerous position. And it's all because they allowed circumstances and situations to rob them. Young people, listen to me. Stay connected to God. Young people, listen. Old people, stay connected to Jesus. Just went to a funeral of a family member this a uh, couple of weeks ago, and I'm telling you, it's a tragic situation. 
And, and there just wasn't this living, vibrant connection to Jesus. And if there had been, maybe the situation would have been a lot different. Friends, this is real. This is real. How many of you have ever seen a storm and seen a tree and the wind come and blow the tree over? Well, the Bible declares here, our delight is in the law of the Lord. We're going to talk about this tree and the strength and stability of it. So I delight. I love. I love to come to church. I love God's ways. Young people, please, old people, listen, every, all people, please love the ways of God. They're not to choke you out, and they're not to cause you to not have any fun. They are the path of life. Wide is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. And few be there that find it. I want you to find it. My heart was hurting this morning as I was thinking about some young people that have come through our doors with Chi Alpha, and they come one season, one semester, and then they go home over the summer, and Satan undoes everything that has been done that semester, and they're gone. And they, There's a lady that was in our church that even sang on our worship team, wanted to be a missionary to Russia, and over one summer, it was all undone. Now, God's bigger than that, and you, know, you can get into, well, where was the heart? And, but the point is, we must follow the ways of God. Now she puts such crazy stuff on Facebook, I can't even follow her. I've had to unfollow her just from the vulgar things that she puts on Facebook because she did not maintain and keep a delight in the law of the Lord. This is life and death, ladies and gentlemen. Notice this here, they delight. You have an, an inward longing and a desire. Just like the roots of a tree long to get to water, you long for God's way, God's instructions. You want to live in a divine culture. And then it says they meditate day and night. Doesn't this sound like Joshua 1 and verse 8? Joshua 1 and 8 declares this, as you'll see it on the screen. The book of the law, there it is, God's ways, God's wisdom, God's instruction, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. And then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So the, the law here of God, God's ways, God's instructions, when we meditate on God's way and His will, it will prepare you to enter a new season. Let me summarize this for you. A new season of prosperity, a new free season of, of fruitfulness, a new season of peace, a new season of strength, a new season of stability. How many of you could go for a season of strength and stability and peace and joy? Learning to meditate on God's Word is we're going to look at a little bit deeper next week. Learning to listen where He's leading us. Learning to lean in and fellowship with the Holy Spirit will take us from a season of dryness and coldness and apathy to a season where we, we are enjoying life and we're loving Jesus. Yes, there might be external situations that are hard and negative and we may be in inconvenienced and we may have challenges, but on the inside we're at rest. Imagine yourself now. I want to show you this. Look at this word mutter. I want to, to, to meditate. I want you to pull up this slide. I want you to think about this when it comes to meditation. This is an interesting word. Can you pull up the slide on meditation? Listen to this. It means to speak or proclaim. So how do we meditate on God's law, God's instruction, God's way? It means to speak or proclaim. It means to mutter over and over again. How many of you talk to yourself? Anybody in the house talk to yourself? You should like this. This fits you. It means to mutter over and over and over again. It also means, now are you ready, to ponder deeply or imagine. Remember the counsel of the ungodly, the wicked, starts in our mind? 
Do you remember that this is not an external list of do's and don'ts so much as it is it's a mind thing? We do not imagine ourselves living in divine culture. We do not imagine ourselves perpetually full of joy, perpetually full of grace. We do not imagine things working out and right for us. And it's all in our mind. We give ourselves to that, to that image. So imagine yourself living in divine culture perpetually. Imagine yourself living full of joy, living free of worry and doubt. Imagine yourself hearing from the Lord at a traffic accident at an intersection and having a young man go to a campus ministry. Some of you would never imagine that you could do that. Imagine God speaking to you and using you. And it doesn't have to be this big thing. Next week we're going to look at the still small voice and how God can speak to us. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, if we want to enter a new season of rest, strength, stability, it's not rocket science. We must proclaim over and over again. We must imagine God's word, God's instruction, his law. Instead of letting our mental mindset shift to worldly wisdom and and, and an unrighteousness consciousness, we must shift our mental mindset to the word of God and his promises over our life. Here's the promise Look at your neighbor and say, look at the neighbor you like, and tell him, say, like a tree, I shall be. Now, I want you to get this. I want this to get in your spirit. Let's say it again. Ready? Like a tree, I shall be. And say this when you say, when the storms of life come, I will not run. I will not break. I will not blow over. Because like a tree, I shall be. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this will help you. I want that to get into your spirit this morning. Here's the promise, Psalm 1-3. Are you ready? Here's the promise. Here's the whole title of this message. He will be like a tree firmly planted. Not a little sapling. There's little saplings growing right now. We have a huge oak tree in my yard, and it produces acorns, which produce more oak trees. And if we don't you know, get it right, there'll be a little sprout little oak tree trying to come up. Hey, man, that is an oak tree. That little thing coming up in my flower garden is an oak tree. But, Samantha, I can walk up and just just pluck it right up. I can take the weed eater and just... But have me know when, when I try to go to the big daddy oak tree, I can't move it. I can't just push it over because it is a tree firmly planted. You know my heart for you as a pastor? David, I want you firmly planted like a tree. I want your roots going deep into the things of God, deep into the promises of God. And when life happens, when weariness happens, you are not moved and persuaded and you're not blown over because you've got deep roots that extend way down into the things of God. Like a tree, he'll be firmly planted by streams of water. Now, the Bible says in Revelation 22 that there's a river of God flowing from the throne of God. The Bible declares in John chapter 7 that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, out of your inner man will flow rivers of living water. The rivers here represent the Holy Spirit. So you are living such a life where you are are firmly planted by streams of water. Jesus was called the living water. This is God's presence. This is the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I... Remember a few years ago, I was a young, younger man, a kid, younger kid, man, I'm still a kid to some of you, but I was a, a small child, and 
they, there were tornadoes in our area. Do you remember way back when there were tornadoes in Tennessee that actually caused real damage? And, and my grandmother lived in a very wooded area, and it's a miracle. All these tornadoes came through, and we showed up at her home to help clean up, and all of my uncles were out there with chainsaws and you know cleaning up. And it's like the house was here. My, my mother can testify to this. The house was here, and these giant trees had fallen almost in a domino effect all the way around the house. My grandmother, to this day, says she didn't even know there was a storm. She just slept, not to this day, because she went on to be with, his Lord, but to, with the Lord, but until the day she died, she didn't even know that there was a storm. She woke up and saw everything. God totally protected her, just put his hand over the house. Huge trees just blew over, and there were giant caverns in the ground where these trees were uprooted. But Chad, the biggest trees, the largest trees, the most healthy trees, they weren't blown over. They were standing. Ladies and gentlemen, storms come in life. How many of you raise your hand and say life happens? Yeah. How many of you know sometimes it's not good? But we can be like a tree firmly planted in the Holy Spirit. And when storms come and life comes, we do not have to be blown over. We don't have to be blown about by every wind of doctrine and every fad. I'm not a fad chaser. Have you noticed we stick pretty close to the Bible here? We're not chasing all these fads and new things. And people come in and they're, they're in these fads. And I'm like, oh, it will pass. I'm sticking with the word of God, which will never, ever fail. So this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is the heart of God for you. Say this with me. Say it out loud if you can. Say, this is the heart of God for me. When tragedy comes, storm comes, pressure comes, God wants you to be like a tree firmly planted. God doesn't want you uprooted. God doesn't want you blown over and breaking. This is the heart of God for you, that you will be like a tree I shall be. Would you say that with a little bit of unction and a little bit of conviction? Like a tree I shall be. I want that to get in your heart this morning. You'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season. And its leaf does not wither. I, I have this up at my office where I work during the week, and I quote it on a regular basis. I probably quote this three, four times a week there in my office. I, I declare that I will yield fruit in season, and my leaf will not wither, and whatever I do will prosper. The problem is, some of you in the room think everything you do will break. If it ain't broke, let me touch it. I'll break it. If it's going well, don't get me around it because I'll mess it up. Some of you have that mindset. Honestly, you are standing in the path and counsel of the wicked. You're standing in the counsel and path of the ungodly, of the guilty. You're approaching that from a guilty mindset because the righteousness of God says, I shall be like a tree and everything I do will prosper. My leaf will not wither. I will stay green and fresh and flourishing. I will, I will yield fruit in season. Do you believe this? Is it down in your heart? Is this a part of who you are? Because your spiritual health will show up in your physical life. Your spiritual health will bleed over into your natural life. You see, when we habitually be, beat a path around in our mind, the scripture talks about the way, the, the path, the way, a habitual thing over and over again. In our minds, when we habitually beat a path over and over again about what God says about us, we renew our mind to God and His instructions. We meditate on these things. It prepares us to enter a new season. Look at this PowerPoint for life. I want you to see this. Spiritual health will bleed over into our natural physical life. If you believe it, say amen. amen. 
As our soul prospers in the things of God, we will see residual benefits showing up in our natural circumstances. But how long does it take an oak tree to grow? You see, we live in a microwave Christianity society. We want to pray one prayer and then everything be different tomorrow. We don't want to invest and sow the seeds. But God can accelerate things. So what is this new season? Go back to Psalm 1-3. So he'll be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. And I wrote this, Pastor Michael, just for you. Healthy trees have strong root systems. We're going to talk next week about really how to be rooted and, and, and be rooted in a good family, be rooted in a good marriage, be rooted in a good church. Thank God we have a bunch of church hoppers. You cannot grow and be rooted in God if you're hopping churches all the time. And I'm not saying that in a self-serving way. Find somewhere and get planted in the house of the Lord so you can flourish. Be planted in a family. So this is a new season of being rooted in the Holy Spirit, being rooted in the river of God, firmly planted by the streams of, of living water, where the Holy Spirit is, is free to move in our life. And, and when you do this, let me warn you. Can I warn you? When you get close to God, when you draw near to God, you're going to draw opposition. That's the way I sense the Lord say it. TC, the closer you get to God, when you draw near to God, you're going to draw opposition. So the more opposition that comes at you, it probably means you could be going in the right direction. But see, we, we take a step towards God, and the enemy doesn't like it, and he comes back at us. And so what do we do? Oh, I must be doing something wrong. And we, we recluse and we draw back. The closer you get to God and his plan for you, the more opposition you're going to have. So just be prepared and ready. Look your neighbor one more time and say, like a tree, I shall be. Just tell him, like a tree, I shall be. Now look at Jeremiah 17. This is so powerful. This is a prophecy over Israel, but we can receive from it. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust, keep this up if you can, is the Lord. I want to tell you something in a, in a humble way, but I want to tell you this, and I mean this here. And I'm, I'm telling you this to inspire you. This is where I am. I can honestly tell you with all of my heart, not only is it blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord. I mean, that's one thing to trust in the Lord. But it's another thing, Pastor Michael, when your trust is the Lord. You see, I feel like in my walk with God, I can honestly say I have moved where I'm just trusting in the Lord to where my trust is the Lord. I can honestly tell you I'm here. Now, does that mean that fear and doubt doesn't come to me? No, it sure does. Fear comes to me, doubt comes at me, worry comes to me. I'm going to give you an illustration you'll never forget because the Holy Spirit put this in my heart. How many of you have ever been to the arcade and played that whack-a-mole game? You know what I'm talking about? How many of you played that with your kids? Come here, kids. Bah, bah, bah. Man, Lillian, she cheats at whack-a-mole. She hits them all at one time. She doesn't care. But this is what I saw in my heart, bless you, as I was preparing this message. I, I can honestly tell you, I, I trust in the Lord. I really, worry will come, but man, it doesn't stay. I don't let it stay. I push it back. When doubt rears its ugly head, I whack-a-mole. Boom, get back down, doubt. When care and depression, when depression comes its way or discouragement, it, it pops that little discouragement button. I, I whack them all that thing right back down. And I do. And how do I do it? With the word of God. This is my hammer. This is what I, I knock fear down with and I knock doubt down with. And because why? Because like a tree I shall be. I'm planted and rooted in the Holy Spirit by streams of living water. Everything I do will prosper. Everything I do that God is leading me to do and in His will 
will prosper. Now, if I get out on my own and begin to do my own, I mean, we, we make a plan and we present our plan to God and say, God, would you bless my plan? I mean, it don't work like that. But when God said, here's the plan, and if you walk in my instruction, my way, my law, everything I do works out for me. Well, that's prideful for you to say that. No, like a tree I shall be. How did, how did I get to this point? Over and over and over again, meditating on God's word, God's promises. You know that book we gave you a few weeks ago on praying the word? I've been doing that for years. Years. You cannot talk me out of God's favor. You cannot talk me out of God's grace. You cannot talk me out of God's love for my family. Does it mean we don't have challenges? No. Does it mean we're not uh, sometimes go through opposition? No. But like a tree I shall be. I will not be moved. I will not be broken. I will not be shaken. I can tell you that with confidence. How did I get there? By meditating on God's word day and night, day and night. You've got to renew your mind to the things of God. So blessed is the man whose trust is the Lord. You know what my goal is for you as a pastor? I want to get you to the place where I know that Chad and Kelly, man, not only do they trust in the Lord, but man, their trust is the Lord. Like a tree I shall be. I want to sing that song. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Y'all know that one? You guys remember that one? Just like a tree that's planted by the water. Okay, I should stick to preaching. Amen. Look at verse 8, Jeremiah 17. For he will be like a tree planted by the water, rooted in the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about that next week. That extends its roots by a stream. And listen, listen, believe this. Please get this. Somebody say, this is for me. Please get this in your heart. Will not fear when the heat comes. Like a tree I shall be. I will not fear when the heat comes. My leaves will be green. I will not be anxious in the year of drought. How many of you would like to walk in this? How many of you would like this to be the season of your life? It doesn't have to change. Nor do they cease to yield fruit. So here's what we're after. Fruit in the Bible represents health. How do we know a healthy tree how do we know what kind of tree is bearing good fruit, the right fruit, in the right time? What kind of tree bears good fruit, the right fruit, in the right time? Anybody want to take a guess? A healthy tree. And I gave away the answer. So what kind of tree bears the right fruit in the right time? A healthy tree. When the Bible talks about fruit, it's talking about health. It's talking about you being healthy in the things of God. Where you bear fruit. Doesn't it sound like Galatians 6, 9? The Bible declares in Galatians chapter 6, in verse 9, it says, Let's not get tired of doing what is good, because at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Doesn't it sound like John 15 in verse 5? Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. When you remain in me and I in them, you will produce much fruit. You'll be healthy. You'll have much health. For apart from me, you can do Nothing. So here's the summary. I think I have a summary for you guys to see. So we're not giving ourselves to the counsel of the ungodly. We're not taking the path, beating a path around continually. John says they walk in darkness and they walk in light. To walk means to beat a path around over and over and over again. We're beating a path around God's goodness and God's grace, His law, His instructions, His ways. And it says we'll be like a firmly planted tree with deep roots. And we're going to talk about that next week. 
We'll be connected to the life source, the power of the Holy Spirit. We will produce fruit in season. Our leaves will not wither. We'll always be on. Instead of you being a, a seasonal Christian, you'll be an evergreen Christian. You'll be an evergreen Christian. When the drought comes, you're still green. You're still on. You still have the joy of the Lord in your heart. When winter's here, you're still an evergreen. In the heat of summer, you're still an evergreen. We don't want to be a, a seasonal Christian in our walk with God. We want to be an evergreen Christian. And it says they will prosper in all that they do. Do you believe this like I believe it? I just believe it. It's in my heart. The last thing I want to leave you with is this. Why fruit? What's the deal with fruit in the Bible? Have you ever seen an apple tree sitting there peeling its own apple, eating and enjoying its apple, saying, man, I produced a good apple? Have you ever seen that? If you have, you've been smoking something, all right? Please don't tell us. Maybe do. We need a counseling session. <laughs> Tell your associate pastor. He's good at counseling. Fruit is not for the tree. You know what? I, I, I'm not downing Christian TV, but man, I can't hardly stand to watch it. Because it's all about me and all about what I can do and all about what I can get and my blessings and my time and my season. It may be your season for fruitfulness, but guess what? The fruit is not for you. Carol, the fruit in my life is for my family. The fruit in my life is for my church. The tree doesn't get to enjoy the fruit. It just produces it. You know why God wants us healthy and rooted and grounded? And you know why God wants you like a stable, steady tree? It's not just for, I'm like a stable, steady tree. Praise God, look at me. You know why God wants you firmly planted like a tree? So you can bear fruit and bring shade and be of use to other people in His kingdom. It's not about me. That's why I have no trouble believing this. Because it's not about me. If God can make me like a tree planted by water, man, I can really help Samantha. Man, if God can let me bear fruit in season, I can really help Sabrina. Man, if God can, can lead me, everything that I do prospers, I can really minister that to my kids. I can really share that and teach that and bless my family. It's not about me. Like a tree I shall be, but it's for other people. Fruit is for other people. Worship team, I want you to come. You can speak the word of God, God's vision for your life. You can be strong and stable. I want you to get this vision. You can be nourished and fed by the Holy Spirit. You can produce fruit. You can not wither. You can prosper in everything that you do. Because the Bible says in Psalm 1-6, the Lord is watching over your way. So they're going to sing and lead us in this song, Come to the River. Just pull the lights down a little bit, Jared. And I want us to close our eyes. I want us to have a moment with God. And when we're done, Pastor Michael's going to come and dismiss us. And I've got a gift for you today. Everybody in the house is going to leave with a nice little photo. And it says Psalm 1-3. They are like trees planted along the riverbed, bearing fruit each season, and their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they have to do. Everybody in the house is going to get one of these, at least one per family, to make sure we have enough. But I believe in you. I believe you can be like a tree firmly planted by the water. And when life comes and storm comes, I don't think you have to be blown over and uprooted because you can be a tree that bears fruit in season, and it can be a tremendous blessing to others. So guys, let's go ahead and begin to play and, and worship here. I'm going to come up and help them sing. And Pastor Michael is going to come up in just a minute and, and lead us in a time of prayer together. Let's close our eyes and let's draw to the river. We're drawing to the river of God this morning. We're coming to the river.